Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Have you ever had to join a pre-existing team that had a very enigmatic or a very influential leader before you? The NXS frontman Kieran Gribben recalls joining NXS and stepping into the shoes of Michael Hutchins as their lead singer. Kieran explains how his life of working around the world with loads of different bands had prepared him for stepping into the spotlight. He also speaks about some of the work he did with individual members of NXS, writing and recording songs together, and some of which have still been unreleased. I'm hoping they are soon. One of the things I loved about this interview is when Kieran was explaining, or he is reflecting, looking back on the first concert he did in South America, it was at Buenos Aires. 30,000 people pulsing, the drums were kicking into guns in the sky, the whole crowd bounced we're getting to the story wizard you're in the story and then in the background his baby started crying <laughs> he was doing this from his home studio in Wollongong and he said eh, nothing like getting us back to reality uh, I love the humor in this but I love the lessons Kieran applied to stepping in to a pre-existing team in coaching psychology, Kieran, there's a term we call lag time, which is it takes you or it takes people a while to catch up with how others see them. So there was obviously a lot of lag time going on within excess, which I'll get to. But before, uh, I read a quote when he was introducing you. Rock star Andrew Farris talked about you being the new sensation, pardon the pun, and credited you for helping to reignite a new creative spark in the band. So here you are, this young guy from Northern Ireland, traveling the world, same with a buddy on the Northern Beaches. Suddenly, you're then working with In Excess. You know, in, in our era, arguably, you know, you'd have to say the top two or three bands of that era, just gods, and then you're playing with them. So how did you feel when he said that to you, that you're bringing a creative spark and a new energy to a band that you'd looked up to and idolized oh look there's the initial this is wonderful and it's a dream to be hearing these words from someone that you love and it wasn't just the, the andrew the all all the band members i i took time you know and had the pleasure of writing many songs with john andrew's brother and many with kirk and and even gary and, and he's based in los angeles you know, I, as a musician, and I'd been in bands all my life, uh, it's a very tough dynamic being in a band. You know, you've got your own ego. I got pretty good at sort of blending in because I'd been in bands from I was 15, 16. So, you know, you, you, you're there to do a job. And that job for me was to bring whatever I can musically and add to this group or whatever, and it's the, it's the same that every musician does when you walk into any co-writing session. Sometimes you're meeting the guy for the same time, but this was different. This was a a band that had a, a legacy that was like unbelievable as part of the social fabric of Australia. So the pressure was there to uh, not only sing these songs on stage, but to be brought into the fold, the inner circle where these guys are trusting me to be in the room and be creative. That's That was the dream. That was the icing on the cake for, for, for me within Excess. The sad thing, you know, with that, a lot of those songs didn't see the light of day, that, you know, for me, it wasn't with the fact with the songs that where I'm still co-writing with Andre, I'm still co-writing with John and I've got uh, these songs will probably see the light of day. They just not might not come out under the brand of In Excess. So, you know, John and I have released music together under the name Jack, John and Kieran, J-A-C, and Andrew's new single, You Are My Rock, is a co-write with me. So there's, as long as these songs get out to the world, that's all I care about. And they will. I've had to be patient because a lot of them were written 10 years ago. 
for me, the NXS experience in general, those 18 months were just magical. I, I got my wife and I, with our newborn, got ripped out of Northern Ireland, moved to Australia, and then three months later, I'm on stage in front of 10,000 people, 20,000 people, 30,000 people in South America, and you're just going, what? How does this happen? It was like, it literally is dream come true. Everything you've ever dreamt of as a child coming true, you're walking it out, literally. You're there seeing it, and you dreamt this when you were a child. I quote a blog of yours. You say, it was my second gig with NXS when we headlined a festival in Buenos Aires. There were 30,000 people at the gig. I'd never seen so many people. And as the band kicked into the opening bars of Suicide Blonde, it was a very special moment watching all those people go crazy. The adrenaline was rushing in my veins and I remember screaming with pure joy, feeling like I have arrived. It really was living a lifelong dream. Mm. I'll never forget the moment because everybody remembers that John Farris taking a drag of a joint at the start of the Wembley gig and flicking it. And then he, he, before he goes into Guns in the Sky, he has this peace sign or the hand goes up and he acknowledges the crowd. Then he drops into the drums. And I'm standing behind that guy in front of a sea of people watching him and the band kick in that drop into and he's laying into it. And I'm just going, I'm watching this ocean of people bounce up and down. And I'm, I could touch John's sh- shoulder. I'm that close to him. I'm starting the, sh- the song behind him. And these things that are only uh, my child screaming in the background. <laughs> that that these, brings you back to reality, doesn't this it? This is just a just total reality. This is a home crying. studio. Yeah. This literally is a home studio. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that moment um, was a very special one. But it was amazing how quickly I settled in. You know, those first couple of gigs, obviously nerves were, were amazing and overwhelming and there wasn't much sleep. And our first gig was in Peru in the in Arequipa. We were had oxygen masks at the side of the stage as if there wasn't enough going on that you, need, you needed to worry about uh, how much oxygen you were getting in because of the high altitude. But yeah, it was it was just a time of, of, for me of where I was just like, wow, this is, this is like, I've had this run where the Madonna song and then working on the U2 movie and then all of a sudden I've just got the gig singing with NXS and I'm standing there with a newborn child living in Australia. It, it just happened so fast. It was a whirlwind. Hi again, it's Andrew and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence. Performance Intelligence.